0: brahma sutra bhashya of shankaracharya as translated to english by swami gambhir Anandji maharaj we have already seen 25 sutras the first uh, section today now we will see from 26th sutra <speaking in Hebrew> And this must be so because this makes possible the representation of all the things etc. as a foot. This has to be admitted to be so for this further reason. Brahman is the subject matter of the earlier text. Since all things etc. are mentioned as a foot. Thus, after mentioning the things, the earth, body, and heart, it is said that Gayatri of this description has six aspects and four feet. Upanishad. For unless Brahman is taken into account, a mere meter cannot have all the things, etc., as its foot. Besides, without reference to Brahman, uh, this... Uh, mantra that much is his glory etc becomes incongruous brahman becomes the subject matter of this mantra when it is taken in its literal sense for brahman alone can have the omnipresence spoken of in all these things are but one of his feet his three uh, other feet which are immortal are in heaven in uh, uh, Tripadas Chamratandvi as were well, uh, as said in Purusha Sukta. In the Purusha Sukta also. This Rik Mantra occurs by way of presenting Brahman and the and it uh, presents such a form of Brahman in uh, I exist supporting this whole universe by a portion of myself. Moreover, the reference to Brahman made in, in the words that which is that Brahman can be possible in the primary sense only if this point of view be accepted. Furthermore, the use of the phrase the men that is the uh, gatekeepers of Brahman with reference to the five openings of the heart as found in the text, these five described thus are the men of Brahman, can be justified only if a relationship with Brahman is the meaning implied. Therefore. It follows that, uh, that is five senses. It follows that Brahman is the subject matter of the earlier text, and hence the conclusion is this that very Brahman, called up to the mind by its relationship with heaven, is referred to in the text about light. Jyotiradhikarna. Next, 27th Sutra Upadesha Bhedan Etichen Obhayasmin avirodhat. If it be argued that Brahman of the earlier text is not referred to here on account of the difference in the instruction, we say no, because there is no contradiction in there, uh, in either case. And the criticism was advanced that in the earlier text, with, uh, his three feet which are immortal are in heaven. Upanishad. The word heaven used in the locative case indicates a habitation, whereas in the text here, That light which shines above this heaven, the word used in the ablative case, above heaven, indicates a limitation. Hence, owing to the difference in the form of the instruction, the Brahman of the previous text is not called true mind here. That criticism has to be met. To this, we Vedantins say that is no valid objection for There is no contradiction in either case. In both the places, irrespective of whether the instruction is through an ending in the locative case or the ablative case after heaven, the identification suffers nothing. As in common usage, we find that a hawk associated with the top of a tree is referred to either as the hawk on the tree top or the hawk above the top of the tree. Similarly, Brahman, though existing in heaven, he is taught as existing above it, others say just as a hawk, not in actual uh, contact with the top of a tree but hovering over it is referred to either as the hawk on the tree top or the hawk above the top of the tree. Similarly, Brahman. Though above heaven he is taught as existing in heaven. So it can be well recognized that the Brahman mentioned in the earlier text as uh, is alluded here to here in the later text. Hence it is proved that the Supreme Brahman itself is referred to by light. So next uh, uh, Pranas tathanu Gamat, 28th Sutra prana is brahman because it is comprehended thus doubt in the kaushita upanishad occurs the story of indra and pratardana which starts with the well-known pratardana son of divodasa went to indra's beloved palace through war and veil there we read i that is indra am prana identified with consciousness you meditate on me who am of such stature as life and immortality. Similarly, there occurs this text at a later stage, now then, it is prana itself identified with consciousness that takes hold of the body and raises that is animates it up, as well as uh, one should not inquire into speech, one should know the speaker and so on. At the end, again it is said, That one is surely this uh, prana identified with consciousness which is bliss, ageless and deathless and so on. With regard to this, the doubt arises, is the mere vital force signified here by the word prana or is it some divine soul or an individual being or the supreme brahman objection? Was it not shown under the aphorism uh, pratardhana? Is, uh, that is Brahman for that very reason. That the word uh, Prana is Brahman for the, that very reason. That the word Prana is used in the sense of Brahman. Here also the characteristics of Brahman are in evidence. With bliss, ageless, deathless, etc. How can there be any possibility of doubt here? Doubter. We say that the doubt arises from noticing the characteristics of many, not that the indicatory marks of Brahman alone are present here, there are marks indicating others also. Indra's Indra's words, know me alone, are indicative of a divine soul. Taking hold of this body, it raises it up, points to prana, that is vital force. One should not inquire about speech, one should know the speaker, etc., presents the individual being. Hence, the doubt is justifiable, opponent. In that passage, the well known vital force is referred to by prana. Vedantin, such being the case, it is said the word prana is to be understood in the sense of Brahman. Why? Because it is comprehended thus. To explain, when the text is discussed in the context of what precedes and what succeeds, the words are seen to lead to an understanding of Brahman. Turning to the commencement, we find that uh, when told by Indra, ask for a boon, Pratardana thus spoke of the highest uh, objective that a man may aspire to. You yourself choose for me that boon which you think to be the most beneficent for men. When Pratardana is uh, taught, uh, when prana is taught to him as the most uh, beneficent, how can it be other than the Supreme Self? For a man can attain the most beneficent thing from nothing but the knowledge of the Supreme Self. As declared in the Vedic text, knowing him alone, one goes beyond death. There is no other path to go by. And others. Shvetashotra Upanishad. Moreover, the text, the word viz uh, liberation achieved by the man who knows me, is not uh, certainly injured by any act, neither by theft nor the killing of a fetus. Kaushita Kapanishad becomes justifiable only if Brahman is accepted for it is well known from such Vedic texts as the following that all the results of works are eradicated on the dawn of the knowledge of Brahman when he that exists as the superior and the uh, inferior Brahman is known all the results of one's actions get eradicated Munda and the fact of prana being one with the consciousness becomes proper only if Brahman is the meaning for the insentient vital force cannot be one with consciousness. Similarly, such words as bliss, ageless, deathless occurring at the end cannot fully apply to anything but Brahman. There are also the texts, he does not become greater by virtuous deeds nor any the less by vicious deeds. It is he who makes one do good deeds whom he would raise above these worlds and he again makes one do evil deeds, whom he would cast below these worlds. This one is the ruler over the worlds. This one is the protector of the worlds. This one is the lord of the worlds. Gaushita Gopanishad. Which all can be understood only if the supreme Brahman is resorted to and not the chief vital force. Therefore, a prana is Brahman. Next, Sutra is 29th na, atmo dhum- asmin. na atmo asmin. 29th sutra if it be argued that uh, prana is not brahman since the instruction is about the speaker's own self then we say no for here is an Abundance of reference to the inmost self. Na vaktuhu ātma Upadeshat iti chet. Vaktuhu ātma upadeśāt na iti chet. Adhyātma sambandabhūmā hi asmin. That is, opponent says, the assertion that prāṇā is brahman is being refuted. The supreme Brahman is not the meaning of the word prana. Why? Because instruction is about the speaker himself or some embodied deity called Indra is the teacher who speaks of himself to Pratardhana in the first person in the introductory sentence. No me alone. Kaushite Kuparchat. And in the sentence I am prana identified with consciousness. How can this prana, taught as speaker himself, be Brahman? For Brahman cannot be speaker as it is denied in the Vedic texts without the vocal organ or mind. In such sentences as, I killed uh, the three-headed Vishvarupa, son of uh, Tvashta. I threw to the wild dogs the hermits, averse to the Vedas. Uh, Kaushitri Kupanishad Indra praises himself through qualities that fit uh, in with their body but not with brahman and it is logical that indra should be one with prana by virtue of this uh, his possession of strength for we come across such a text as the vital force is strength Uh, it is also well known that indra is the presiding deity of strength for even uh, ordinary people assert whatever vigorous effort there may be, it is the work of Indra. One is with the consciousness; is uh, two is possible for a divine being by virtue of his uh, unobstructed knowledge. For they say the deities have unobstructed knowledge. Once it is thus established that the teaching is about uh, uh, some divine being, such facts as the instruction about the most beneficent thing etc have to be interpreted in the best possible way as referring to that being. Vedantin says, Thus on the strength of the fact that Indra the speaker talks of himself, it is first denied that prana can be Brahman. Then the refutation of that is stated in, for here is an abundance of reference to the inmost self. Here, in this chapter, we find an abundance of reference to the inmost self. The text, life lasts so long as prana lives in this body, shows that it is prana alone, one with the consciousness and existing as the indwelling self and not any external deity coming to exist after it. That has independence uh, independence in the matter of granting life and ending it. Similarly, the text, when prana exists, the senses and organs exist, shows that prana as the indwelling self is the support of the senses and organs. Uh, So also the text, it is prana identified with consciousness that takes hold of the body and lifts it up, shows that prana as the indwelling self supports the body. And starting with, one should not inquire about speech but should know the speaker that is prana it is said to illustrate the point as the rim of a wheel is fixed on the spokes of a chariot and the spokes are fixed on the nail uh, so are these five elements and five uh, sense objects fixed on the five sense uh, perceptions and five senses and uh, these later are fixed on the prana that very prana is described is one with consciousness bliss ageless deathless All these texts present the inmost self as their only object which remains unaffected by the contacts between sense objects and senses. And conclusion with the words one should know he is myself becomes justifiable if the inmost self is accepted, but not if any external being, example a god born later on, is taken up. In support of this, there occurs a sentence. In another Upanishad, this self, the perceiver of everything, is Brahman. Therefore, that is in Phradharanic Upanishad. From the abundance of reference to the inmost self, it follows that this prana is Brahman. Why then does the speaker teach about himself? Shastra Upadeshu Vamadevavatu 30th Sutra But the instruction proceeds from a seer's vision agreeing with scriptures, as in the case of Vamadeva. Indra, a divine being who had, uh, through a seer's natural vision agreeing with scriptures, realized his own self as the supreme self. Thus, I am surely the supreme Brahman, imparted the instruction, know me alone. This is just like what is uh, read in the sage Vamadeva while realizing this self as that Brahman knew. As that uh, Brahman knew, I was Manu and the son, Aham Manu Rabhavam, etc. For the Upanishad declares, and whoever among the gods knew this became that. The criticism also has to be met that after declaring, No me alone, Indra praises himself with such characteristics suggestive of embodiedness, embodiedness as the killing of the son of Tvastra. In answer, it is said, it is not by way of uh, eulogizing Indra, who is to be known, but such facts as the killing of the son of Twastra and so on are presented conveying thereby this idea. Since I am a performer of such deeds, therefore you worship me. Why are they spoken of then? It is for the sake of eulogizing the knowledge of Brahman. This being the end in view, the daring acts like the killing of the son of Twastra are being introduced and then these are connected with the praise of the lord praise of praise of knowledge thus for me while engaged in such cruel deeds not a hair was lost of one who knows me no acquired merit is adversely affected by any act whatsoever the idea expressly is this As I have become identified with Brahman and hence I do not lose so much as a hair, even though engaged in such cruel deeds. Therefore for anyone else too who knows me there can be no injury to his acquired merit by any act whatsoever. The real entity to be uh, known whoever is, uh, however is Brahman which will be presented later in I am prana, one with consciousness. Therefore this is a Statement about Brahman. So, this ends the 30th Sutra. I think uh, let us continue the 31st Sutra in the next session. Hare Rama. Swami Gambi Charanar Charanarvinda Arpitamastu, Adi Shankaracharya Arpitamastu, Brahmaarpuramastu, Sarvejana Sukhino Havantu, Oon Tachatu.